Hello, friends, and however you're listening to this episode of On Grace, we are really glad that you are along for the ride in the Millennium Falcon, powered, steered, driven by Han Solo and Chewbacca. <laughs> With no flux capacitor. No flux capacitor. Uh, I no. must be Han Solo, right? Because I don't have a, near as much hair as Chewbacca does. I'm going to let y'all figure that one out. <laughs> yeah, but I... I can't stand that uh, that Chewbacca. What do you That's mean? the one Star Wars character I I thought. Why is this guy? It's not just that he gets in the movie; he gets prominent. Yeah, it's like anybody just. Uh, that's all they do. It's like really, <laughs> well, he's strong. Okay, pretty good yeah. shot. Yeah. Okay. Supports Han and his ugly as crap. <laughs> Okay. Do you like, I mean, last episode we talked about like uh, TV shows that you had kind of, were like, I'm not interested yeah, in that. Yeah, yeah. So, but do you like Star Wars though? Yes. You do? Just not Chewie? No, not him particularly. Um, I, I, Star Wars came out when we were in college. Remember right. that? Yeah. And the first one no. I went to see, I was like, it blew my mind. Yeah. And then I, I couldn't wait for the next one to come out. And these newer ones, um, they, they've been... Interesting, but not as yeah. mind blowing. Yeah, as the it could first be ones. that those first ones were so new. The, yeah, yeah. The cinematic part of it. Yeah. The scene, you know, the way it, it happened, it was like nothing else before it. Well, when you were used to watching the Captain Kirk Star Trek right. type <laughs> space thing, yeah, where right. you got funny little buttons that make funny uh, noises, right. and yeah. all of a sudden you've got this. It's like, oh, yeah. if you're going to do space, that's yeah. the way to do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty cool. It was yep. it was never a thing for me. It never, really? Yeah, not never. At all. Oh, really? It never really got even into now. It. You're not interested? even now. Yeah. It's just like yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know of it, right? But I was much more of a comic book guy. Yeah, and like now Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh, so you like X Men stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. That was my jam. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your main guy? Oh man, I don't even one guy. Uh, okay, so very quickly, I I have distinct memories in the fifth grade. We had like a ten minute snack period and in that 10 minute snack period is when you pulled out your comic books ooh, ooh. and your comic book trading cards ooh, ooh. and so you would you Got would busy yeah right. oh yeah and, and a lot of a lot of stuff went down in, the, in those 10 minutes <laughs> i mean and it was 10 minutes it wasn't so you had nine to figure minutes. out how to do fast oh yeah trading yeah you know we would we would talk about it beforehand because you know once that so in the fifth grade you were already a dealer is that what you're saying well that's it <laughs> Tra- a trader, trader. Okay, okay, got it. Yeah, what did you drive to school? <laughs> yeah, and I think I think so. So to answer your question, I think like my um, like as a boy, there was a certain crew that I liked or certain people that I liked. But as a man, there have been other folks oh. that that I have grown to like more. So yeah. you guys probably won't know these, nor anyone listening probably. <laughs> um, but um, there was a, a character named Havoc. And uh, he was a he was a leader like a team leader, but he was very like a, like an unwilling leader. He didn't want to mm. do it. He was constantly like second guessing himself, yeah. and so like that. Mm. Uh, but was he was that, super powerful, uh, but very human. So. That's one you liked as a boy or as a man. Um, I I knew of him as a boy. I came to appreciate him more as a man. Okay. Like it seemed to be more like you know, right. um, like he wants to lead the team well. Mm-hmm. But he's second guessing himself. Right. I want to be a good minister. Right. I'm second, I want to be a good dad, <laughs> right. good husband. But right. I'm second guessing myself. So, yeah. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, and and Spider Man was always my jam. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, you got. Sweet. I mean, we could do a podcast on that if we want to. <laughs> yeah. I know we don't want. I to. I dig Spider Man. 
I always like Spider Man better than Batman. Batman's yeah. a little bit creepy. <laughs> well, I, I was like Spider Man. I mean, like Spider Man. Spider Man's fascinating for me because his origin story is the origin story of a bad guy, the guy that always gets picked on. Yeah, gets picked right. last. Yeah, is, yeah, is, yeah. Is poor. Mm-hmm. You know, really, really struggling. And for all intents and purposes, like that was his trajectory until right. you know, spoiler alert, Uncle <laughs> Uncle Ben dies. Yeah. Right? And then that you know that that changes yeah. his tra- trajectory, and he begins to take on a mantle of of, of responsibility. Right. But for all intents and purposes, like he should be a bad guy, yeah. and yet he chooses to be a good yeah. guy. So yeah. that's that was always fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good point. But even Uncle Ben's death could have turned him further down the absolutely bad yeah. trajectory. Right. Yeah, this yeah. bad thing happened to me, so right. I'm going to make it happen to y'all. Right. So he didn't go to the dark side to mix metaphors. <laughs> he, did, he didn't mix movies. <laughs> movies. <Right. laughs> Oh, shoot. That was good. We're going to piggyback off of what we talked about last time. Last time we kind of talked about the two camps, the two ways of thinking, two ways of living. Uh, one being life is a test. you got to get it right, kind of heavy, kind of, I could use the word constipated, you know, just in everywhere. You're just stuck. You can't, you're not going anywhere. That, that word, by the way, is very effective if you use it in other places than what is normally used emotionally constipated yeah it really does it does uh but is life a test or is life an adventure and and so this time um we've decided not to make any apologies with the fact that we dip into what we're going to teach or preach about on sunday every now and then when we talk on grace so sunday night i'm teaching sunday morning wayne is preaching on this passage so we're just going to dip into our Sure. Our duel. I'm sure it will sound very familiar to anybody who listens to me preach this Sunday because I'm, it'll be memorable, I'm sure, etched into their brains. So. <laughs> They'll be like, where have I heard this before? That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and the voice sounds familiar as well. But um, the passage is where Jesus talks about don't judge, you're going to be judged, and the measure you used to judge others by is the same one used on you. And then it goes on to say, you know, if you've got a log in your eye, plank, whatever you want to call it, uh, two before, don't be trying to pick the speck out of your brother's eye or your whatever your adversary's eye, whatever. And then it it ends with uh, this obscure, crazy passage where it says, "Don't cast your pearls before swine, and don't, uh, yeah, because they'll just walk on trample them under feet." Yeah. So it's um, any good preacher, any good preacher will find three points. I mean, <laughs> that's the sacred right. number. So there's three points. Well, anyway, if yeah. I teach it, I'm going to right. teach it in three points. Uh, but I, it, how Go do ahead. you want to do this? Because <laughs> um, I don't know that we're going to teach it the same way. But. Right. Go ahead and start off what you have. Well, the thing the thing that I was thinking of is that um, there, just like last week, there's two camps you could be in. I think in this passage, it it's it's un said but it's there it's between the lines and that you from day one begin to make little decisions that eventually pile up and you become a person who lives life judicially or you live a life that's generous right so everything you do is measured through is this fair is this measured out equal is everybody getting their rights? Am I getting my right? Am I getting what I think I deserve? That's the judicial way of looking at life. 
and the other and, and, and so it's you're, it's protected it's uh you have to be very watchful you have to be you know it's very um careful uh kind of robotic in a way mm-hmm. and the other one is generous like what can i give away yeah what how can i help you today yeah and and so that's to me that's the first part of that the, the judge so you don't be judged whatever measure you used will be used against you and i always thought that meant you know on the final judgment it'll right. be used against you but really it's it's to me it's once you decide what your level of of critique is going to be you apply it to yourself so everywhere right. you go you're you're judging yourself and you're yeah. judging everybody else and it's just right. and people respond to you i think in that same way if you if people find you judgmental and stingy and critical yeah then that's returned to you either they avoid you or yeah yeah, yeah. they return that same kind of attitude toward you yeah uh, and so the measure you use toward others toward yourself that's what you get back so yeah i'm like you i used to think that was that you know when we stand before god at the end if we've been gracious then he'll give us grace but i think it is this is what we experience in life well and, and we were talking about this earlier over lunch wayne and i ate lunch today and and you were talking that when you become really judgmental, it becomes the log in your eye gets pretty obvious. Yeah. You know, you right. got a pretty big log in your eye. So you really lose a lot of credibility with yeah. people. You come up to them and you say, let me help you with that spec. And to them, it's almost laughable. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. Right. You know, you've got this yeah. humongous piece of timber right. sticking out of your eye. Yeah. And it's it's oftentimes is that attitude of judgmentalism and criticism of uh, of measuring and analyzing people that, I mean, people know that's who you are, what you do, if you have any conversations with them, if that's where your heart is. But I think in the same way, they also know when you're generous. Oh, yeah. I think people recognize that. And it, and it could be that, yeah, yeah, you know, I've got a log in my eye. I'm really blind to this part of my life. But if I have that that sense of generosity so that that, that log doesn't express itself in judgment and criticism, uh, but I still find ways to be generous, then, then people can, you know, they can kind of overlook that, I think. Yeah. Uh, have, you, have you heard people say, well, I do have a high standard for everybody, but I also have a high standard for myself. Yeah. So that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, but in the end, when it's time to put your head on the pillow at night, I'd want to do the Dr. Phil and just say, well, how's that working for you? Right. Because it's, yeah. It 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 sounds so righteous and so lofty. Mm-hmm. It it just Jesus was so careless with f- what was fair and what was. I mean, the guys that work five minutes get paid the same as the guys that work all day. Yeah. What's fair about that? Right. You yeah. know. Yeah, and at the end of that, what he said, you know, the guys who worked all day, they're upset. They're critical. Yeah. And he says. What's the matter? Are you upset because I'm generous? Yeah. You know, and I think that, that that's a real danger when we become judgmental and critical. Not only are we not generous, but we become critical and we question people who are. Yeah. We question their motives or, or uh, their intent when they're just being generous. It's almost as if generosity becomes Suspect. a vice yeah, instead of a virtue. <laughs> I'm suspicious of that's your right. generosity. Right. But, but if you're from a judicial perspective, it's like I, I get what I deserve. And you get what you deserve, right? Yeah. Like, and if yeah. I have, I mean, to your point, like there's already this kind of hierarchy inherent in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in, in the judicial mindset um, be, because typically those folks are type A and it's like, well, I'm going right. to, 
I'm going to work harder so I get more yeah. than right. you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, Wayne, like I if I was if I was a person in that parable, yeah, like I I would be upset. <laughs> like it's, it's hot. It's been hot in you. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's my baggage. I confess. <laughs> no, but see, you just showed the log in your eye, so I did. nobody <laughs> has any problem with it, it yeah. anymore. To everybody who li- to everybody who listens, because yeah. if you have a, if you have a to to what Wayne said, if you we all I think we all have logs to some extent. Right, it's called denial. It's yeah. just it's what it's the truth about you that you don't know yet, right. or maybe you kind of know it, but you don't want to admit it yet. But if if you got a log in your eye and you say hi, my name's so and so, and you notice I got this log in my eye, I see it. Sure, it it changes Ch- the course yeah. of everything. Ch- yeah. You know, but if you've got it sticking there and you got this condescending attitude of, dude, you got a speck in your eye, the other guy's like, you you got to be kidding me. Right. Yeah. It's this arrogant. Right. It, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think that's the beauty, Wendell, in what you do uh, at, at Pathway, and not just at Pathway, but just how you live. I mean, how the way that you. Oh, openly talk about your struggles, your reality, sure. and yeah. Um, I, I think I think that's um, that sets the tone. That sets the, that sets the table for for others to reveal themselves as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that that in itself is an act of generosity, right? When we share or when we become vulnerable, off when, that's a gift that we give to other people. That but we if, don't very often yeah. get. See, for for you to talk talk like this makes me uncomfortable. Because I don't think about that stuff anymore. Right. I did the first time. I did. You start ripping your fig leaves off and say, this is who I really am. This is the essential version of me. It's scary at first, but after a while, um, you just don't want to live any other way. Because now if somebody comes up to me and says, I heard such and such and so and so, and so about you, it's like, yeah. And, and your point is? Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It, you know, well, I'm going to tell Oh, okay. I'm, you know, who you gonna tell? It doesn't already know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's just this is just who I am. Yeah, yeah. And there's just there's just something. But I think that that also uh, speaks to what about generosity is is it becomes who we are and it becomes our lifestyle. So that we don't uh, is this idea this, that principle that the way we measure, uh, the way we you know. That how you measure to others is how it will come back to you. Yeah. Uh, that we become that kind of person, and so it's not just that other people will return it to us, but this generosity of of spirit that isn't just about money or things or even time, but of, about vulnerability and and uh, and time and grace. But that kind of generosity uh, is is not just uh, it is intentional, but it's more than that. It's also it becomes, like you said, who we are. This is where we want yeah. to live. I, I I like to see us as conduits, and if you want to use the mixed metaphors again, but they're not too mixed. The idea of being emotionally or spiritually constipated, or your plumbing yeah. gets <laughs> clogged up. Just yeah. let's say PVC plumbing gets clogged right. up, hairballs and stuff, whatever you want to picture. <laughs> but but w- once it starts to flow, once the grace starts to flow. Um, I think several times we talked about momentum in here, but once grace starts to flow, it 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 flows through you, but it also flows to you, and it flows around you, right. and people get caught up in it. There's yeah. a we're really mixing metaphors. There's a vortex. No, when you flush the toilet, it goes yeah. around a circle. So there you go, there you go. See, I'm I'm still semi on board here. Right. 
but but they get caught up in the vortex and uh-huh. and 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 there's a, a an infectious infectiousness to it right yeah that, that people just but I, I see we're about to run out of time i think we need to talk about the pearls before swine okay because one of the frustrations that you have when you try to describe grace to people is they don't see it as anything but a concept they don't realize how huge, how profound, how central, how essential, how universal. I'm trying to think of other words. I mean, it's the force that keeps the universe together. God's loving grace. It it's that it's it. It's the meaning to life. And yet a judicial person will walk over it just like a pig will a pearl. Yeah. And it, it's like yeah. It's a nice concept. Yeah. I'm going to walk on. Right. I'm going to cling to my list of do's and don'ts and my scales of justice. Right. Yeah. And 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 it's really? Yeah. But but that, you know. Yeah. Think, they're yeah. blind to it. Right. Thanks for being a part of this episode of On Grace. My name is Jason Brown. I've been hanging out with Wendell Van Valen and Wayne Hunter. The three of us serve together at Broadway United Methodist Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky.